This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. There comes a time in the life of a modern city where it begins to grow up. Literally. Ever since bridge frames were upended into soaring towers and elevators were equipped with reliable safety brakes, if there are a lot of people in one place, it just makes sense for us to stack ourselves on top of each other. Santiago, the capital of Chile, has been going through a tremendous growth spurt since its economic boom of the mid-1990s. It happened fast. In just a few years, single-family homes all over the city were replaced with high-rises. That's Daniel Alarcón. He's an award-winning author and host of Radio Amilante. I have a friend in Santiago named Rodrigo Rojas. Well, hello. My name is Rodrigo. Rodrigo played a small part in Santiago's upward mobility, which wouldn't be that remarkable if he were an engineer or a real estate developer or an architect or something like that. But he isn't. Rodrigo Rojas is a poet. Uh, I'm a literature professor. I write poetry. So the thing about Chile is that everyone is a poet. I don't know if you've ever read Bolaño, but it's like poets are Chile's superheroes. So do you write any poetry? No, man, no, no. I'm Peruvian. This is the story of how Rojas's poetry altered the physical shape of Santiago's rapidly changing skyline. This is how it worked. A developer bought an old house, tore it down, had an architect draw up plans for a high-rise, and then Rodrigo stepped in. And uh, my job consisted on a very simple thing. I had to give a name to the building. He worked early in the mornings, and his job was like this. He had to get into people's heads. I had to walk around a lot, know the different neighborhoods, and see what characteristics that neighborhood had, and what characteristics uh, would the people who could buy those apartments would be looking for in that neighborhood. So people aspired to be something else. They wanted to have a better life. So they had a dream. And I had to walk around the neighborhoods thinking about what kind of dream that person was looking for, and I had to devise a name for that dream. Rodrigo worked for a public relations firm. It's one of 10 or so in Santiago that were doing this kind of thing. As far as I know, no other firm had a poet on staff. Rodrigo was in school at the time, working three jobs to support himself and his family. And in the course of a little over a year, he named more than 40 buildings all over the capital. Basically, dozens of little poems he wrote are now embedded into the design of his city. Well, to be honest, uh, I wouldn't confess this in Spanish. You see, I, I, I don't feel quite proud, although you might consider it, as you suggest, my first publications. <laughs> of very short poems. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think, uh, no, now as I'm, I'm listening to myself as I speak, I think it is a, a story that should be told because it's a story of, uh, of dreams of people. Proud or not, he wrote hundreds of building name poems. He conjured the names from myths, from history, from literature, and he even did some field research. One time, he had to name a few buildings going up near Santiago's Polo Club. But there was a catch. He couldn't use the words polo or club. So he snuck into a party there to look for just the right name. The first thing that I learned is that you don't dress up for polo. Because if you dress up, you're, you, you, you're just trying too hard. But of course, coming up with names was just half the job. The other half was negotiating with developers. I would choose the best ten and given a speech of what characteristics or what kind of dreams were behind each of these 10 names. And they would 
And uh, they would yawn. Until he said their own name. They say, well, and it can also be called Don Jorge. So, wow, that's great. So, yeah, not poetry that will win awards necessarily, but like all good poetry, some of his work could be transformative. There's this one neighborhood, El Llano, that's particularly cold and humid. Thanks to Rodrigo, it now has buildings that make it seem almost tropical. He imagined that to forget the weather, residents might sit on their balconies, staring at the slate-gray sky and dream of beaches. So for names... Cancun 1, Cancun 2, Cancun 3, Cancun 4. <laughs> the fifth one, too, I, I, I couldn't pull it off. And the developers were so excited about this. that They, they bought palm trees and planted them in front of the building. I take it there aren't huge groves of palm trees in Santiago? No, there are not. It's not a natural thing to have palm trees in Santiago. We have a Mediterranean climate. We're not a Caribbean country. Still, the Cancuns were some of the first buildings in the area, and they sold really well. So the other developers followed suit. So there's a whole neighborhood with names of islands and and beaches. It looks like Hawaii or something like that. He learned to read the tastes of his clients. The meetings were usually in the office of the developer, which gave me a lot of information of what what he wanted to be seen as in, in society. One time, he went to a developer's office that was just lousy with Greek columns. Very tacky. Lots of imitation of marble, and everything had a Greek column, even like Greek columns in order to get to the bathroom. And so. So when they sat down to talk names, Rodrigo abandoned all the research he had done going in. And he said, How would you like the, 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 the building called Athenas? That's Athens. Oh, yes. Sparta. Oh, yes. In, even there's a building called Olympiadas. <laughs> so everything Greek sounding, right? and he said, "Oh, you, you're so creative. How do you come up with these?" Well, like, I've been working on this for a long time. It was so funny. Rodrigo even fabricated whole stories in the service of building an identity. He came up with one story about a ship called the Zanzibar. The Zanzibar. No, Zanzibar was a ship built along with the Titanic, but was slightly smaller. But the Zanzibar never sank. Never had an accident, uh, survived two wars, and, uh, and it was always known as a discreet but very luxurious, luxurious liner. And they really liked that. They said, oh, it sounds so elegant. It worked so well, he used it again and again and again. He actually can't even remember how many times he used the same trick. Yeah, I, I can't remember at this time. I think I, I made up Zanzibar. I made up Normandie, which is a you know, French name. And say, well, this was the competition of the Titanic. It, it's always the same story. It's a ship built with the Titanic and it survives. And the thing that... When you mix uh, luxury with survival of, of tragedies, that's very important for Chile because that's a search of status and the survival of, of, of earthquakes. And if a developer rubbed him the wrong way, he'd sneak in a joke. There's a building in Santiago named Infantes de Carrión, which sounds nice, even noble. Infantes means children of kings in Spanish. And Carrión has the double R. Uh, which gives it that prestige. Sure it does. Unless you know that the Infantes de Carrión are villains in El Mio Cid, one of the most famous epic poems in the Spanish language. And these are not just any villains. They were real bastards. They, they raped uh, a girl in the book. So it was, it's not really something that you would be proud of. But the developer, he really liked it. And, and in that session, he wasn't accepting any 
single name. And I was angry and I said, okay, you might as well call it Los Infantes de Carrión. I said, yes, that's what I want. So there is a building uh, named after these... these Named after some rapists. Yes, some rapists. But, yeah, (laughs) literary rapists. (laughs) But when he wasn't tricking his clients, Rodrigo was interpreting dreams. And that's important because he was naming buildings that hadn't been built yet. They were nothing but drawings on a piece of paper. Choosing the name was the last step before the brochures could be printed up. And those brochures were what the buyers took to the bank when they asked for a loan. If enough apartments were sold, the building went up. If not, the project was abandoned. And the entire city was remade this way. Families taking a chance on imaginary buildings with made-up names. The same process repeated thousands of times in hundreds of neighborhoods. Husbands and wives looking at a picture, reading a poem, and taking a chance. And Rodrigo did the same thing. He lives in one of these buildings now. Although, unfortunately, the namer of his building was decidedly lacking in imagination. He owns an apartment on Calle Chile, España, in the district of Nuñoa, in a building called... It's called Chile, España. (laughs) So I bought a redundant building. But so what if it's redundant? It's a name. And names are how the anonymity of a place is dulled. It's how we push back. Every building has the name exhibited, usually in in bronze. And and if it has a concierge, they shine it every day. No one says, I live in that rectangle of poured concrete over there. No, they say things like, I live in Cancun Cuatro. I live in Don Jorge. I live in the San Cibar named after a ship as luxurious as the Titanic. And no, you've never heard of it because it never sank. Invisible was produced this week by Daniel Alarcón from Radio Ambulante with Sam Greenspan and me, Roman Mars. It's a project of 91.7, local public radio KALW in San Francisco and the American Institute of Architects in San Francisco. Support for 99% Invisible comes in part from the Facebook design team who believes that design can bring positive change to the world. Visit them at facebook.com slash design. Support is also provided by Shutterstock.com, where you'll find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. Start your search at Shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website or any other creative project. And when you find the images that you like and decide to purchase, use the offer code INVISIBLE2 and get 30% off any package. That's Shutterstock.com and use the code INVISIBLE2. We are distributed by PRX, the public radio exchange making public radio more public. Find out more and listen to hours and hours of radio at prx.org. You can find the show and like the show on Facebook. I tweet at Roman Mars, but right now we have links to Radio Ambulante, which bills itself as This American Life in Spanish. There's a couple stories in English, but mainly it's in Spanish. So if you speak Spanish, you are in luck, my friend. And if you don't speak Spanish, I bet this is not the first time that you are filled with regret about the choices you've made in your life. Find out more at 99percentinvisible.org. invisible.org.